Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life. And for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. Today we have a special edition of Poised for Exit. We are going to be featuring a guest interviewer and his client who will discuss her recent successful sale of her business. This show is part one of a two-part series. But before we get into that interview, I'd like to hear from our show sponsors, JAK CPAs and Sunbelt Business Advisors. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Many business owners planning a business transition feel overwhelmed and don't know where to begin. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knudsen & Company, can guide you to make sense of the numbers and tax pieces of your transition. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we have assisted many companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business successfully takes time, so contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jakcpa.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at the Poised for Exit Studios to talk with Randy Crevo, who has been a successful business broker and mergers and acquisitions advisor for Sunbelt for the past nine years. Prior to coming to Sunbelt, Randy was an entrepreneur owning four different businesses in various industries, and Randy is here to interview his client, Amy Frischman. Randy, take it away. Amy, it's so great to see you again. Nice yep. to see you as well. <laughs> Thank you. you know, as you know, I, I have just the utmost respect for you and your brother, Dan, and what you guys did uh, shepherding such a great business at Wild Mountain. And, and I thought we'd just kick this off by explaining a little bit about the history of Wild Mountain. Sure. So um, our parents bought uh, Wild Mountain, which was Velcroy. Uh, in 1972 from uh, the five Rivard brothers. Um, many of the Rivard family still live locally. And um, it was a family business. We grew up there, um, worked a lot as kids, skied, played, um, lots of holidays out there. And then um, my parents went and took off and sailed around the world. And my brother Dan and I took over the business. <laughs> That's wow. a great history. How long ago was that? So Dan, I believe, came back full-time in 1989, mm -hmm. and I came back full-time in 1995. Very cool. So, you know, Amy, as a former business owner, I understand that one of the most uh, difficult decisions a business owner ever has to make is, when is it the right time to sell? 
You know, and, and I know you and your brother Dan went through that process. And I think what would be helpful is if you could explain to us a little bit about what that process looked like and what ultimately led you to decide uh, to sell the business. Sure. You know, we had been thinking about it for a number of years. We are lucky enough that we also own three other businesses on top of Wild Mountain. Mm -hmm. And we had thought, gosh, you know, what do we do? The the other businesses actually have been in the family since 1906. So there's actually even more history with our other businesses. And um, we love the ski industry. We love Wild Mountain, but our other businesses only operate about six months out of the year. And so as we started to go back and forth, we actually had heard an ad for you uh, for Sunbelt <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> and I think five, six years ago, yeah. we, we had a meeting with you and talked about you know what it would entail, what does it mean. And, and we were fearful of, you know, we didn't want our employees to know, we didn't want um, our guests to know, we didn't. You know, we, we didn't want to ever hurt the business. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so we talked about it for a long time. And ultimately, we actually ended up hiring a uh, ski industry broker I at remember. first. Yep. Yep. And uh, we went that route. And um, we learned a lot. And he brought some potential um, buyers to us kind of within the industry more. Right. Um, and we did not want to go corporate. That was one of our things. We, were, we didn't want to have another veil here. Yeah, I remember you were very adamant about that. Yes, we really wanted to, to sell to a family or someone that would take care of our guests and our employees the same way that we had. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, and I remember the conversations that uh, you, Dan, and I had. And I, and I commend you for getting out in front of the process because I recall in our first meeting, we talked about why you might want to sell. And what was important to you, and it's important to all business owners, is we were able to sit down and talk about what we thought the business might sell for, you know. And, and, and having that as part of the, the thinking process gave you guys the opportunity to sit down with your financial advisors, talk about what that money would look like, how, you know, what that meant. And I think it's important for business owners to understand it's rarely this decision that's made by a blink of an eye that it's time to sell, mm. that it is a process. And you guys took your time, and when you went to market, you were ready to sell. You know, and one of the things you did mention that uh, I, I did want to bring up, I, I very much recall our conversations about confidentiality and how important it was. And, you know, Wild Mountain is such a well-known brand, a well-known business, that I could appreciate why you were concerned that how can you do this? How can you sell my business that everybody in the world seems to know about? And, you know, we walked through the process with you. And I don't think you recall these numbers. But we actually talked to over 100 buyers. Uh, wow. Ultimately, we had five offers. Remarkable. Yeah, I mean, that was a lot of interest. Mm -hmm. And we did that with, with an ad that didn't say Wild Mountain. No one knew you were for sale. I mean, that's part of our confidential advertising and marketing effort. But in spite of talking to over 100 buyers, having five offers, we were able to keep this whole process under wraps. Your employees, the community didn't know until we got to the very end of the process and you informed the employees of the decision to sell. So... I know that made you guys feel pretty good. You know, it really did. Um, I, I think that we were both concerned about that, but the process, it was, it was interesting. And, you know, you wrote up the book, whatever the name of that book was. Yeah, The Confidential Business Profile. Thank you. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, we approved it and we looked at it. And, um, you know, we, of course, had Google alerts on our name and all this stuff and seeing, okay, when is this all going to, like, blow up on us? And it never did, <laughs> even though, you know, you brought us people and did all that. But no one ever found out before yeah. we told them. 
No, we're, we're very proud of the process we have at Sunbelt in maintaining that level of confidentiality throughout the process. And it's a difficult thing to do, but uh, you're, you're living proof that if you do it right, mm -hmm. we can keep things under wraps throughout this process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, speaking of the selling process, uh, it's the first time that you went through selling a business. And it's true for almost all of our clients. Rarely have they, they sold a business before. And, and I think what would be helpful for other business owners that are listening to this, um, how did the process go for you? What, what happened that was unexpected? Uh, and what advice can you give to a business owner that's about to go through the sale of their business? What to look out for, what to be prepared for? So I think, you know, when you're thinking about doing it, obviously there's a lot of emotions. You got to look at it. And um, I, I am happy to say that for both my brother and I, we really have no regret. We're, we're happy that we did it and right. we're happy with the new owners. Um, but it's a full-time job on top of your full-time job. <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken. I, I know I tell uh, you know, any client or prospective client that selling a business is a full-time job onto its own. You know? and, and that's why it's so important to be able to have a team behind you to go through that process, to try and do it yourself, especially for a business your size with the complexities involved, to try and handle that on your own becomes yet a third time you know, or, th or third full-time job. So I tell you, Randy, we could not have done it without you. Oh, thank you. I, I, um, mm -hmm. the, the things you learned and the things you told us to watch for, and, and even before we went to market, you know, there was a considerable amount of time, and we had already kind of been at market with our other broker, right. and you had looked at all of that information, and just the the preparation you need to do with numbers and how important those numbers are and, you know, what you can do to massage those to make them the way they the need way they to be. The way they get presented, yeah. Right, the way they're presented. And, and you know, um, there's a, a lot of work that goes into that as well as the inventory and what is on the property and your assets and the things that seem easy. And then once you have the opportunity to, when you would bring buyers to us and we would sit down in a meeting and then the like interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would ask that, a lot of questions. Yeah. 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 And, and then it was when you're considering buyers also the, and the, the great help from you is like what, how much involvement do we want in the future? Because there was some one buyer I remember in particular mm -hmm. that it it would have continued to be a full time job for us a long time because they right. had no experience. Um, owning a Scaria sounds really cool. That's why I had a hundred <laughs> buyers. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot of work. Yeah, and and to find the fit that we wanted because we were hoping to. I mean, we want to help and we want to you know be there, but we did not want to continue to run the business right. after we sold the business. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, I just wanted to ask you. So, when you were sitting down with all of these buyers and they were interrogating you, did you guys have your own system for doing your own due diligence on the buyer candidates? Um, yes and no. I mean, Randy gave us information mm -hmm. on them, which was fantastic. And of course, then you you know, you one of them we actually knew. He had grown up skiing at Wild Mountain. We knew his family, yeah. he knew us and when he when he figured out it was us and we figured out it was him. It was like, oh. This could be interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it really, it went fine. And and um, so, I mean, with the, the because we could ask them questions as well. What mm -hmm. is your experience? What do you think about that? So I think, you know, Randy was able to give us a lot of the information prior to even, because we were able mm -hmm. to say if he, he gave us a name and, and information and we could say, mm, no. Yeah, not going to be a fit. Right, right. Mm -hmm. even beforehand. So, and I think that, 
obviously with 100 people interested, and I don't know how many meetings we actually had, maybe eight or nine. Yeah, yep. Somewhere in that range for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and um, I fear that you weeded out the people that wouldn't be a good <laughs> yeah. fit beforehand. There were, well, the thing is, in our process, it, it, it's multi-levels, mm-hmm. is we first want to make sure that the prospective buyer is a qualified buyer, right, in terms of financial you know, in your case, we knew that there are certain types of buyers. If they're a corporate buyer, you didn't want to talk to. So we are able to screen out some buyers initially that never even knew you were for sale. It right. wasn't until they could demonstrate to us that they could be a fit, had the financial ability to you know, enter into a transaction. At that point, they got the confidential business profile. And then ultimately, within minutes, they'd call and say, when can I meet with the sellers? I mean, it was mm-hmm. a very, very popular listing that way. And I, I know, you know, recalling back, having multiple offers like we did, I mean, that's a dream scenario, of course. Um, and kind of to something you just mentioned, Julie, what we're able to do is put a matrix together and compare oh, the offers side by did side. Did you? Absolutely. And so, oh, you know, that is so good. Well, I mean, it's more than just the financial side of things. Right. Oh, absolutely. What was your involvement going to be required going forward? Yeah. How comfortable were you? Because, you know, where Wild Mountain is situated is a very, very... Um, tight community, right? And you wanted to make sure, and, and, and I give both you and Dan great credit for this. You wanted to make sure that whoever bought Wild Mountain would be successful, okay? It wasn't about, great, this offer's got the right amount of cash or you know, the right deal structure. If you weren't confident that they were going to be successful and keep the Wild Mountain name, you know, which you and Dan and, and your parents had built up, you were not going to consider them as a candidate. So, it was important that when we put the matrix together, it was not just the tangible. It wasn't just how much cash at closing. Of course. Is there any seller financing? But the intangibles. Are mm-hmm. they a good fit? How will your employees relate to them? So you had the advantage of having multiple offers to compare and contrast. But by doing it in that process, I know you felt very, very comfortable with the decision you made when you selected the buyer. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's when you have those different type of offers and you're meeting people, I mean, there is a little part of you that's, ooh, let's go to a bidding war. Wow, wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but we also did feel very strongly about who we wanted to continue Wild Mountain and what the future should be. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just really unique that we were able to find a family, you know, a husband and wife who have worked in the ski industry. They'd worked Mm -hmm. in recreation and hospitality. They had two kids. They were looking at buying a house and they were as excited to wild to to buy wild mountain as we are as excited to sell to them. Wonderful. It really was a perfect fit. It it fit is everything. It really is. And it totally isn't all about the numbers, especially if you as the seller are motivated by legacy as your top priority. And it sounds like you were able to achieve that with Randy's help. Well, I'll tell you, uh, one of the reasons why we knew collectively we found the right buyer is I was sharing this with Julie earlier. Uh, I was thinking about this after we talked about doing this podcast together. If you recall, we accepted the buyer's offer just a few months before COVID, right? (sighs) So Everything is great, right? We're, it's winter time. The ski area is up and running. The buyers all excited. The banks are all excited. And then in March, mm. we were supposed to close this in March yes. of last year, right? Mm, we in were. March, the entire world shuts down, oh my right? Gosh. And so now we have a buyer who's concerned. You know, what's the next six months, let alone six years, going to look like? Uh, the banks got nervous, right? And to yours and Dan's credit, you knew you had the right buyer. Okay, and you were comfortable with the deal structure, and we pivoted. 
we found ways to significantly change things that, at the end of the day, still got you guys what you wanted, but we're able to get the banks comfortable, mm-hmm. the buyers comfortable. And in June of last year, where half the world was still shut down, we closed on this deal. That yeah. was pretty remarkable. It, it is remarkable. You know, and the other thing I remember in that process, too, because we knew nothing about banks and loans and all that stuff, and it was fun to watch the bank. I, be, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't even say the name, but the bank that you had brought them right. to, that they kept coming back to us, too, and saying how impressed they were also with the buyer. Yes. Because that, you know, was a concern, and, and with the whole world falling apart, and they wanted, the bank wanted to make it work as much yes. as we did, and so it just, it made you feel that much more comfortable with it, yep. mm-hmm. and I think your relay, I mean, the sellers for our situation, or the buyers in our situation, too, had never bought another business. They'd never <laughs> sold common. another business. Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, as much as Randy represented us, he also helped the the buyers a great deal and gave them the contact at the bank and the mm-hmm. relationship that Sunbelt had with the different organizations to help get things done. I mean, it, it was it worked out priceless. Man. Yeah, <laughs> well, it really I, I appreciate was amazing. that. You know, I explained to all my clients, right? Of course, we represent the seller. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't be helping the buyer get to you know the ultimate goal, and we're happy to you know be able to be part of that entire process. And I think one of the great takeaways for any business owner that's in the process of considering or selling their business is to to take away from this the fact that you were comfortable with the buyer, we were comfortable that we were going to get a good deal in place, and yet you remained open minded, both you and Dan. Credit to both you and your brother to change up the deal structure to do things in an open-minded manner rather than going, well, wait a minute, no. The LOI that we have in place, the letter of intent said this, now we're changing this, well, now I want to move on. Well, hold on. We didn't move on. We regrouped, and we wound up getting this thing to the finish line. So my advice to business owners that are in this process is stay open-minded. Your goal is to sell the business under the price and terms that make sense for you to the right buyer. Keep that in mind. That's your yeah. number one goal. Right. And try and stay on track as you're going through this whole process. So, and that's necessarily how much you sell it for, but how much you get to keep. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, that, I mean, what you net is ultimately what, what's the most important financial side mm-hmm. of the transaction. So two questions for you. Um, how do you feel now that it's a year past about selling the business? And what are you doing now? Um, I feel great. <laughs> Good for you. Um, I have to say it was so fun to finally have Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off with my kids for the first time in 25 years. Wow. Um, you know, I mean, it, the, I don't want to knock the ski business. It, it's, it's been a fantastic. I grew up in it. But, um, you know, seven days a week, 365 yeah. days a year with both all of our businesses was a lot. Sure. And mm-hmm. I was getting tired. I've been doing it for a lot of years and a lot of time. And, um, no, I can say that both Dan and I have no regrets. In fact, Dan is right now taking his boat uh, south, so he's going to spend the winter in the Bahamas this year. Oh, good for him. Wasn't able to last year. And um, what are we doing now? So um, our other businesses, we um, own and operate the Taylor's Falls Scenic Boat Tours, which are the paddle wheel boats in Taylor's Falls. Yep, I've been on them. Those are great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. As well as the Taylor's Falls Canoe and Kayak Rental, so you can uh, paddle from Taylor's Falls to Osceola or Taylor's Falls to William O'Brien. And both of those businesses were started um, by our great-grandparents in 1906 and 1910. Wow. And uh, Dan's son, Dominic, has also joined the business now, so he is technically the fifth generation. Oh, wow. That's so uh, neat. Yeah, it's really fantastic. So it sounds like you've enjoyed your summer, but now you're going to enjoy your winters even more. Yes. (laughs) What are your winter plans? 
Um, you know, I found last year that uh, I worked about 25 to 40 hours a week, which was about part-time for me. It was great. Um, mm-hmm. And I did have an opportunity to travel. I was uh, skied a lot out west and as well as at Wild Mountain last year, and I uh, hope to do that again this year. Wonderful. Fantastic. Well, what a great story. Randy, do we have a couple of wrap-up questions? or? I, th- I think we're good. I, I mean, think we're good. I think okay. Amy was kind enough to share her story with us, which Absolutely. I think is a wonderful story, not only for you and your family, mm-hmm. but for other business owners to, mm-hmm. to, you know, to think about. And I'm so glad that you were able to talk about how you felt, because I think that so many times um, business owners think it's a great idea that they should go ahead and sell, but then they get into the mix of it, mm-hmm. and then they sometimes get a little bit of remorse, right? Yeah. And, and you know, you and I talked about this, Randy, where yes. you have to have, like, what's your next thing? What are you going to do next? And you already had that figured out. And so you were excited, and your buyers were excited. It was a, a perfect situation. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. and oh, thank for, you for having us. Thank you so much, Randy, for being here and being our guest interviewer. For those of you out there listening, this episode and all episodes will be available on our website for download at poisedforexit.com, where you can also get a copy of my book, Poised for Exit. Please do share this episode with your friends and colleagues. We really appreciate it. And join us next time for part two of this series.